This is a Sandy Boy Productions podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Why Is Everyone Yelling with Lindsay Hine. I'm your host, Lindsay. Thank you so much for being here today. This episode of the podcast is supported by Gooder. If you are looking for some amazing sunglasses, look no further than Gooder. Go to gooder.com slash another. Use the code another at checkout and that will get you free shipping. I'm going to tell you my favorite style is the breakfast run to Tiffany's. I also love the Amelia Earhart ghosted me shades. And every time I wear my gooders, I get compliments. They are fashionable, functional, and they don't break. They don't break. That's super important. So again, go to gooder.com slash another and use the code another for free shipping. All right, friends. Today, my guest is Lauren Truslow. Lauren is an entrepreneur through and through. She is the owner of Bar 3 Columbia, the Nail Bar Columbia, and she's the creator of The Plan by Lauren Truslow, which I cannot wait to start using. These planners that she has created are amazing. She also hosts the podcast, A Girl in Sweaty Spandex. She has an organization about her life that I can only dream of, but hey, that's not who I am. However, she does motivate me to be more organized and she gives us some tips about her planning for life and business. And I got off this call like, I wanna do some stuff. I want to make some of these little dreams in my brain come true. And she says the first thing to do is get that on paper. If you want to follow Lauren, go find her on Instagram. She's Lauren Truslow over there. On top of running all of her businesses, she's also a mom to four and is heavily involved in that mom life, running the carpool, all the things. So we talk about that in this episode as well. All right, friends, if you enjoy this podcast, please share it with your friends and leave us a quick rating and review. That is super helpful in new listeners finding us. And if you want to learn more about this show and all the shows in our network, just go to sandyboyproductions.com. All right, friends, enjoy my conversation with Lauren. All right, friends, today on the podcast, we have Lauren Treslow on the show. Welcome to the show, Lauren. Hi, Lindsay. Thanks for having me. All right. We have to kick this off by just wishing each other happy birthday because we both just turned 40. Yes. That's a a big deal. Happy birthday to us in August. Yes. Love it. My husband also just turned 40 in August. So we did all of the celebrating. So my husband turns 40 in November. Okay. And so we're doing, I did a little something. We're going to do a little something in November and then we're going on a trip actually on Sunday. I threw a big party at our house and I kept going back and forth and like, like I catered it and did all the things. And I was like, this is ridiculous. You're spending so much money. But then I was like, well, if you went on a trip, you'd be spending way more. So just go all out with the party. Totally. Totally. What did you do in August? In August, we, me and like eight girlfriends flew to Chicago and went to the pink concert on Wrigley Field. So fun. fun. Yes. And for him, he wanted chill. We're going um, away for the weekend with like three other couples, and then we're doing a trip together now on Sunday. Go all out. Yeah, that's so good. 
Um, you're you're in the South too, though. You're in South Carolina. I'm in North Carolina, so we're yeah. close-ish. Yeah. Um, I'm new to the Southern way of life, though, because I'm from Indiana. So oh, okay, teach me a thing or two. It is. It is. I love the South. It is a great place to live, and I feel like everybody's. You know, if you wave and are friendly and. You know, you feel like you know everybody, even though you don't, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you grow up in Columbia? Um, I'm from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Okay. And came here to go to school for undergrad. I'm a, I'm a Gamecock, the University and then of South Carolina. you never Carolina. left. Never left. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Okay, tell us about your business life because, man, you are a serial entrepreneur. <laughs> it's a little crazy. I have two fitness studios called bar three, two different locations. And then I created a concept called the nail bar because normally you, y'all can't see me right now, but my hair actually is like showered and clean, but in a few hours it won't be because I got to teach class. And so I'm always in spandex and a ponytail, but I love to get my nails done. So I created the nail bar and I have two locations of that. And then I created the plan, which is a day planner business. I'm a, I'm a paper planner girl for life. And so I created that and it's turned into this whole line. We have all sorts of products now, tear pads and planners and Christmas plans and party plans. And so, yeah, five, five little business babies and it keeps me on my toes. That's for sure. How do you manage like where you spend your time with each business? So I'm really big on like time blocking. So, you know, Monday at 930, I'm always teaching. And then after that, it's our executive meeting and everything kind of has a place in the week. So everybody gets the attention and, you know, energy that I need to give it. And by teaching at both locations, it draws me to, to where I need to be. You know, sometimes I'm downtown and sometimes I'm at the lake. And that kind of goes with my teaching schedule. So I have a really tight, a tight schedule and it's just very, very laid out every week. Do you thrive on that though? It sounds like you do. Yes. Yes. And I also have four kids. So there's, it's like sink or swim. People are like, I just don't know how you keep, like, it's that's so many things to keep track of. And I'm like, the organization has to be on point or or I'm going to drown. So it just, it has to be that way where it's very structured and it's laid out and I'm at a certain place all the time. But, I, but yeah, I do. I thrive on that. Three girls and a boy. Yes. Your yes. kids. Um, can you tell us the story about how you had twins and then unexpectedly oh had another? Yeah. So we had, we had our sweet um, first daughter and we wanted one more. And then, <laughs> and then we went to the, we went to the, the doctor's office, you know, for our first appointment check and then, and the ultrasound tech was like, Oh, do you see what I see? And I, I was like, my, I was like, I do. And my husband was like, I don't see it. Like what, what are we looking what are we at? talking about here? <laughs> she's like, there's two in there. And he was like, no, I mean, he like made the doctor come in. He like, didn't believe it. He's like, I don't know. This is not, not happening. We were totally shocked. And so we got through the first year of twins, which was really hard. Oh, I can't. I don't imagine. know why people always say to me, I wish I had twins. And I'm like, really? It's so crazy. <laughs> and really? Let me give you a day in the life. Here. I know. 
especially when they were little. Oh my gosh. Now they're so fun. But it, that first year was really hard. And so we, you know, just to share all the information, you know, he got a vasectomy. I was like, we're, this is, we're done. Like this is, this is a lot. Three girls like, okay. So we got his vasectomy. He went back not once, but twice. And they're like, you're good. So I was like, okay, great. Um, birth control. I'm done. Like moving on. Yep. And three weeks after the twins first birthday, I was like, oh, something's off. Anyways, I took pregnancy tests. It was positive. And we both were like, this is not happening. Like this, there's no way. <laughs> like there, maybe there's a false positive for I don't, whatever reason. And we went in, I went to the OB to make, you know, okay, is this really happening? He went to his, you know, the doctor did his vasectomy and my doctor said, oh yeah, there's a baby. And his doctor said, oh, sorry. Yeah, there's a swimmer. <laughs> oh, and there we were. Oh my gosh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. Yeah. Because they say it's like a very, 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 very small chance that post vasectomy it could happen, but you're like, it's not going to be us. But it was us. <laughs> <laughs> So then what do you do after that, though? I guess we're getting in the weeds a little bit with it. But, like, do you, do you go back to birth control? Because you're like, well, we can't let it happen again. So I had had a, a C-section with the twins. Is this because... TMI question? No, no, this, uh, no, no off limits. It's fine. It was like one head up, one head down. So I had a C-section. And so I had another C-section with, with Gunner. And she's like, we're not even going to tie your tubes. We're going to take them out. Oh, nice. <laughs> and so that's what we did. So yeah. there's now there's no option. No more trust load babies coming over here. I um we have four too and I had a hysterectomy in May and I had my first like post hysterectomy like pregnancy dream the other day. And I yeah. <laughs> I was like pregnant, but I knew I couldn't be. Uh-huh. And the doctor was like, You will just have to find someone to transfer this baby to because you can't carry it because you don't have a uterus. <laughs> And so I'm like, maybe my sister will do it. Like, we have to find a way. <laughs> so it's like, is that I, I me, like, this, you know, like dream. holding on to, like, I don't know, holding on to, like, it's gone now, but there's, like, something in you that is still thinking about it. I'm like, but no, no. I'm like, we're good. <laughs> but I, I mean, I don't want to be pregnant ever again, but it, yeah. I mean, I can't be, but yeah, it's, it's weird how that happens. I was like, I woke up in the morning. I was like, oh my gosh. I can't believe I dreamed that. It felt so it's, real too. Totally. Been there. Totally been there. Okay. So your kids are how old? Six, seven, seven, and 11. Okay. So we're like the same. My oldest mm-hmm. is 11. My youngest is five. Yes. Um, we're my all middle, right My there. middles yeah. are, yeah. Yeah. My middles are set, are almost seven and eight though. So they're not twins, but they're 21 months apart. But pretty um, Really, really very similar. Very. Um, so, you know... I started my other podcast that is really like my bread and butter of my business, which is my podcast for runners, when I was pregnant with my third. And you, you know, really started a lot of these businesses or bought into the franchises and started your planners in the thick of little, little kids too. Mm-hmm. And I always go back and forth with this. Like, I I felt like I needed something. Um, and, but then sometimes there's days, especially now that my kids are older, sometimes I'm, it's even harder. Like you thought it was going to get easier. And when I say harder, I mean, because of schedules and the emotions get different, you know, when you like leave your three-year-old throwing a temper tantrum crying 
like you can kind of like, at least I can kind of separate myself from that. But now if one of your bigger kids is having an emotional issue, it is way more intense. It's deep. Yeah, totally. I think doing all that though, I, when I started, when I opened the first bar three, Peyton was like 18 months old. And she just, I remember she, I would just pop her on my hip and we would just go and we were there all the time. Then when I opened my second studio, there's a picture of me holding the twins and they were like only six months old, six or six or nine months old. And I have both of them and we're in the middle of the construction site of them building my second studio. And I mean, people thought I was crazy, including my own mother. They were like, what are you doing? (laughs) But I had worked so hard to create the, you know, bring the first one to Columbia. And if I didn't do it, I knew somebody else was going to do it. And I think it, it not forced me, but it, it kind of gave me that push, like, no, just go ahead and do it because people are driving 45 minutes one way to come take class. And somebody's going to be like, well, I'll just, I'll just open one out here. Yeah. And then I realized somebody said to me, well, gosh, you have so much on your plate. And you have twins, like, isn't one business enough? And my husband owns his own business too. And I was like, gosh, nobody would ever say that to him. Mm-hmm. And that really, it still gives, I mean, that was a long time ago. It was like seven, eight years ago. And it still gives me the motivation to like go out there and show myself, but also other women that you can do both. It's okay. Like, you can be a wonderful mom and you can still go out and be an awesome small business owner, you know, working mom, whatever. The unit of my husband and I are, are we're very team oriented and, and he helps out and jumps in and all that. But just because I have all these little kids, I'm like, we, we can still do it, you know? All right, friends. I want to thank 2B4 for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. This is a unique pre-workout that is made up of blackcurrant berries grown in New Zealand that contain high levels of antioxidants called anthocyanins. Blackcurrant anthocyanins are science-backed and benefit-packed. Blackcurrant berries improve your endurance, they kickstart your recovery, and they strengthen your immunity. You can drink it daily 30 to 45 minutes before you work out. I just mix it up with water and take it before a workout. I am loving it. 2B4 is offering an exclusive limited time offer to our listeners. Big discount here, 30%. Nobody does 30%. 30% off 20 packs plus free shipping when you use the code Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-E-Y at checkout. Just go to 2before.com. That's the number two before.com and use the code Lindsay. What does that even look like? Like you enjoyed bar three and you were like, um, and there wasn't one in Columbia. So you were like, let, how do I, did you just like Google? Like, how do I open a franchise? No. So I had taught group fitness before for many years prior and I always wanted to open my own studio. Mm. At the time I was like, 29 and I was a pharmaceutical rep prior and I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. And fitness, there are many things I'm like, do it on your own fitness. I do think franchise wise is important because it has this big, bigger name recognition. And a lot of the boutique fitness brands are franchise. 
And it really, I'm even to this day, obviously I know so much more now, 10 years later, I would still do it because it just, it brings a bigger train, you know, coming down mm-hmm. the, down the tracks. And I just, I started looking for, and this is before boutique fitness is really a thing. People had no, people had no yeah, idea. 10 they're, years. Like, they're like, what? And so I just, I did, I Googled like different franchises and I found their website. The closest one was in Knoxville, Tennessee. And that was it on the East coast. That was wow. it. And they're all the way in Portland, Oregon. And I just, I, I interviewed with a bunch of different people and I felt more drawn and connected to them. And I went out and I loved the concept and how the class was put together. And that's, so I just ended up choosing them after we, we, my husband and I, we had to fly to Portland, Oregon. I auditioned, we interviewed them. Like it's a big decision and it's a lot of money. And so you got to make the right decision. And we came back and we we're like, okay, we're going to do it. How did you convince yourself to make the investment up front? Because that, to me, when I think about business and things like that, that's the scariest part because no matter what, it's a gamble. It is, totally. But I'm a big no risk, no reward, you know, no reward. You got to like go for it. At the time too, being in my 20s, I was like, okay, if it fails, you know, I'll figure it out. Like I got a long way till I retire and I'll figure it out. But I also think, I just was like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to put everything I have into it and I will die making this successful. Like it's going to be successful. And I am a big, I'm, I'm a hard worker. Like I put in the time to make sure that it was successful. And I just think the confidence and the belief in yourself is the biggest piece. And then the money you're like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. We'll make it up. You know, I'll work one client at a time to make sure that we pay back the loans and set ourselves up for success, you know, in the future, just jump in two feet. Yeah. When did you start the nail bar? So that was, so Gunner's, it was when he was a baby. (laughs) Again, here I have a six month old baby and it's like pictures of us with the nails. It kind of happened and it's a big, again, like when timing sometimes presents itself, it's, it's, it's the catalyst that happens. There was a spot that came open. I'd always in my head, like, I'm going to do this. And it was, it's going to be the nail bar. It's going to be cute and cheeky. Like, you know, it's going to be the same type client that comes into the nail bar that comes into bar three. Yep. And a spot came open right next to my studio. And, oh, wow. And I was like, so my landlord at the time, we've moved since then, but my landlord at the time was like, do you want that spot? I know you had said you might. And he thought I wanted it for another studio because we had already taken one spot and built a second studio. And I said, yeah, but not for that. And he was like, okay, well, if you don't want it, let me know within two weeks. And I like, so in two weeks I had to like make the, make the decision. Am I going to do it or not? And again, I was like, okay, I'm just going to do it. Let's do this. And I didn't know anything about nail salons. I just knew I liked to get my nails done. <laughs> and so I had to just figure it out. Like who's the governing body of, of cosmetology and what do you have to have and what supplies and finding staff. And so, yeah, I just was like, okay, I'm going to do it. And Gunner was six months old. <laughs> I think that there's some sort of like superhuman motivation. Sometimes we get when our kids are babies. Like, I don't know if it's <laughs> yeah. that, I don't know what it is, but And it's okay if you don't, by the way, if you're listening, like that's not you, that's okay. But I think there's something in us 
that can just be like, okay, I want to do this and I want to do it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think a lot of people, when they hear stories like this, they're like, but how did you start? Because that's mm-hmm. really scary and hard. And like, you can just feel overwhelmed. I mean, it, you, you can even break this down to as simple as like planning a party, right? Like it yes. just feels overwhelming. And so like, what is even the first step? So how do you, and, and I think that this could be a good transition to your planners too, because that's a yeah. whole cool thing that you're doing as well. And planning has a lot to do with this, but like, how do you know, like, what's my first step and when do I take it? I'm a big one bite at a time. Like don't, don't maybe look at the big picture, but then pull it down and take one little tiny task at a time. And I think timing wise, a lot of that has to happen. So a lot of times I would, you know, what has to happen first to make all the other things happen, you know, Mm -hmm. well, we need a space. So like construction, obviously construction has a very specific timelines, you know, and then it's like business license and furniture and staff. And so everything kind of has to fall into this timeline. So I love to make a big timeline first on all the things that have to happen to get to opening day. And then from there, I'll make like a big to-do list of what things I need to check off to, to, to get to that point. But I think, again, breaking it down into small little tasks makes it seem not so scary and not so overwhelming. Like if you look at the whole thing and you're like, oh my gosh, I got to do marketing and I got to do all the financial and the budgeting and the performance and, you know, then I have to hire. I'm like, okay, today I'm going to work on hiring and I'm going to figure out that piece. And then tomorrow I'm going to work on a logo. And I always like to start with a logo though, by the way, because it gives it like a life and a, you know, just a personality, I feel like. And then you have your color scheme and your kind of your your brand guidelines, because then I think it, it just makes it feel more real. You so I always, that like to do that. I always like to do that first. Yes. I have definite ideas. I'm, you know, like I was like, I wanted it to be circular. I wanted, you know, here's the name and I want it to be this color. And then they kind of came back with what that looked like for the nail bar. And then we tweaked it and went back and forth. But I always like to start there first. Cause then I, you know, when you open your folder of your timeline, you have your logo on front. It makes it makes it feel more real. So, okay, here's an example of what I'm about to talk about. We, like, I, I have, like, big dreams of, like, I want to have a beach house and, like, rent it out, you know, and, like, that'd be the thing. Mm-hmm. And we go visit mm-hmm. it, like, three times a year or something. But, like, it's an investment mm-hmm. property, right? I go so far to have imposter syndrome of even, like, calling a realtor about it because I'm like, who am I to think that like we can do that? Or I'm going to sound this like this, like young girl who doesn't know what she's talking about with real estate. And I bring that up because I think a lot of times when we have these big ideas Mm -hmm. that stops us, like, I don't, I can't do that. Like, who am I? It's that imposter syndrome. And I know that's an overused term, but do you struggle with that at all? (laughs) Well, because it sounds like you don't, which is amazing. So, okay, I do this thing called the big plan. It's in my planners, which we'll circle back to. But I had to do this 10 years ago. And that's kind of where the big plan, now it's evolved to a much more elaborate thing. But it's like, what do I want my life to look like in 10 years? And so I did this 10 years ago. And it's funny you say the house, like on my 10-year plan, I wanted, this was right before my first studio opened. 
I was like, I want to have a studio. I want to open another one. I want to own the commercial real estate that I, you know, my studio is in. Then I wanted to build our like forever home. And I wanted to have a vacation home. And I was like, I mean, at the time, 28, 29, I mean, and I just like had to beg the bank to give us money to take, you know, for the loan to even open bar three. I'm like, well, this is, we'll see. But there's something cathartic and something really powerful about writing it down and putting it on paper mm-hmm. and not just having it float up in your head. And six years in, I've done all those things. Wow. And I was like, okay, this is an important thing. So I put it in the planner. And we even from when we, I first started the planner until now, I've really honed in and gotten more specific for our clients because people are like, I don't know where to start. And I'm not really sure what's, what, I, what I want. And so I've kind of put different different thoughts and guidelines and framework to it. But I think when you do write it down, you're like, okay, well, I put, I put it out there and I, I'm going to do it. And so I don't necessarily have I, – I, I don't get scared about all these big dreams. I'm just like – I like to be methodical and think through like right now I'm, I'm thinking through our real estate with our second studio because there's always timelines. Like when I do this big plan, if you look at it right now, I just created my next one. It, at the top, it says like, okay, I'll be 50 and here's how old my kids will be. You know, then I work backwards then I'll be 45 then I'll be 43. And so there's this whole progression to get to 50 and all the timelines co- coincide like, when our lease is up or when do I renew at bar three or when my kids graduate from high school. So there's like context to what is going on that year. And I like to think about it methodically, but then once I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it, then I'm, I'm going to do it. Press play. And we are, we're going like full steam ahead. And sometimes I feel like that's better than just thinking about it for so long and being like, Oh, should I, should I not? Because the amount of people, I, I've said this so many times, but the amount of people who are always like, oh, I had thought about doing X, but then I didn't. I thought about doing Y, but I didn't. I'm like, just do it. You never, like, it could be so great, you know? Just jump in. Yeah. And so was the impetus to making the planners because of this? Like, is that what drew you to creating these planners? And what are the planners called, by the way? It's called The Plan by Lauren Tresla. Okay. And no, it will kind of came twofold. People always ask me, I don't know how you do it all. Like how, how do you do it? And I would, I would always say, I mean, I have to be really organized and I have to be, you know, the to-do list and the calendars, but it was after kind of in the middle of COVID and that was a terrible time for everybody, but small business centers, especially like all four of my businesses were shut down. They were empty. Like, I mean, so many tears. And the only way I felt like I really got through it is because my, my community of clients were so amazing and so supportive and uplifting. And we kept working out together virtually every day. I would teach a virtual class at least once. And I thought, gosh, well, all these angry people (laughs) on social media and out, out in the world, if they had this community and they took care of themselves and felt good and had this confidence and self love, then they wouldn't be so nasty. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how can I get that out into the world beyond our little Columbia community? 
And I didn't know the answer at the point. At that time, I just like, I got to, I got to make my, push the spark out further, however that looks. And so then one day, one of our girls on our team, we were talking about planning and I was like, oh, I'm going to get you the same planner as me so we can plan side by side or whatever. Well, then they were sold out. Mm. And I said, you know what? It's missing all the things that I really want. Like I had a separate book for like my meal stuff and a separate book Mm -hmm. for taking care of me. And so I said, I'll just make one. And so I made this planner. I like literally wrote it out on, on white paper. Like all the things you wanted, all the things I want and how I wanted it to look. And that included, you know, what was I eating? There's a little box. It's like, Hey, what, how'd you fully fuel your body today? There's eight little water bottles to check off. Like, are you hydrating? We have a me plan. It's like, how are you taking care of yourself? Not your children, not your husband, not people at work. How are you taking care of you? And so it evolved into this whole thing about this planner becoming the book that is everything in one house, you know, in one book. And it really has an emphasis on taking care of you. Cause as women, we give, 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 give so much of ourselves to everyone. And this is a way to be really focused and have it have daily reminders of, are you taking care of you? Cause nobody else can do that. So it's been a really beautiful thing and I've, I've really loved it. I mean, I just feel like you don't struggle with imposter syndrome or like, <laughs> you know what people always say, like someone's are always already done it. So don't let that stop you from doing it because like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And yeah. like there, you know, there's a million planners out there. How did you say like, I don't care. I'm still going to do this because I want to make what I want to make. And there's room for me. I, I'm a, even when I do like, I'll do a lot of talks, especially to sororities. And I'll always say, if one person, if this helps one person, if one person feels better, even at, you know, in a room of 2000, then I have done my job. Empowering women is like the vehicle. I, I use all these vehicles like fitness and the planners and, and self-care. But my end goal with all my businesses, the mission, like the North Star is empowering women and, and helping them find their confidence. And so I kind of look at it that way instead of oh, I need to start this business and I need it to be successful. When people are like, oh, I want to start a business. I'm going to do this so I can make money. I've, I've never, never been like that. I'm like, I need this in my life because we were lacking fitness options in Columbia. It was like, it was so bad. Or I went to the nail salon and was like, I can't even believe they're making me pay for this. This is so poor quality and it's so bad. And so everything I've done has been because I felt like I needed it personally. And then I felt like it would help other women. And then it just, I, I feel so passionate about it that I'm like, okay, I'm just going to do it for me. And even if it's one other person that loves it, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. So I, it, it's not a it's not stressful. Cause it's like, it really is for the greater good of the empowerment of women. All right, friends, I want to let you know if you are training for a half marathon or a marathon, I have training plans on my website at lindsayhine.com. The half marathon plans are 14 weeks. There's a beginner beginner. So it's a beginner as you can get. There's a beginner intermediate. There's an intermediate and there's advanced. 
So there's four options. And then we have marathon training plans that are 18 weeks that give you a nice base build. And I have three options there, a beginner, intermediate, and advanced. When you go to the website and click on each training plan, it'll tell you what the mileage starts at, what the long run starts starts at, what the entirety of the week total mileage is at and how it builds you. I'm super conservative with how I build miles. And I've had a lot of people who have had tons of success with this plan. Actually, my friend Bridget here on Instagram just messaged me yesterday and says, oh my gosh, I purchased the half marathon advanced training plan for my June half marathon, but ran another one yesterday and snagged a massive PR. I'm a big believer down from 146 to 139 half marathon. All right. You heard it from Bridget. Go to lindsayhine.com to learn more and grab yourself an awesome training plan. All right. Back to the show. You have several planner options. Like how many do you have? So we have a, the plan is the big, that was the, the first That's one. That's the big one. And it's, okay. it's the big one. And it has a page for each day. So it is thicker, but it has like an hour by hour. I need, I, I need that. There's no way I could live without that. And then we have the simple plan, which it has on a two page spread. It has the whole week. And then we have a man plan because my husband was like, uh, well, what about me? I'm like, okay. So we did that. a man plan. And then this year we came out with an academic plan. Okay. And that's for like, like my middle schooler uses it, but then high schoolers use it. College students use it. And it, it, it has the same me plan and, and stuff like that. Big plan and emphasis on taking care of themselves, but obviously in a, in a little different way than it does in the other planners. And Christmas plan, party plan, you plan. I saw plan. that. <laughs> I love that. We have a planner for everything. Yep. I needed that for the 40th birthday planning. <laughs> I know. I know. The party plan's great because I just would have – same thing. Like it came out of necessity. I love to plan a party. And I would, ha- I would like make lists everywhere. Like here's mm-hmm. the invite list. Here's the food mm-hmm. list. And then I'd be like, well, where's my <laughs> Where's my list? And I was like, you know what? We're going to do a party plan because then it's going to so have everything in one So is it just like a small, like a small little book for party plans? It is. So it has 10 big parties okay. and 10 mini parties. And then it has all the other holidays except Christmas. Christmas has its own Oh, book. so fun. So it's not bad. I mean, it's like maybe an inch, inch thick, but it's 10 different big parties, 10 small parties, and then the holidays. So fun. What a good gift idea too. Like if you know someone that loves to plan parties. It's, and it's so cute. So our covers, our female artists have created these beautiful pieces of art and all of our covers are from their artwork. Mm. And it's to, again, to promote female entrepreneurship because these women are so great and they're like painting at nap time and painting at 2 a.m. because their kids are asleep and just like busting it to, to create this, this business for themselves. And so we do a lot of emphasis on lifting them up and pushing them out there and we have a whole page on our website just devoted to them and we put it out on social all the time. And our artists have been so gracious and so grateful because that, you know, then other people are like, well, I want that I for my house. So then people yeah. buy their art. Yeah. It's so That's great. awesome. Yeah. Um, do you, I'm assuming you also use an online calendar. Mm, no. <laughs> no, really? Like no. for this interview, you didn't well, put it on an online calendar. You just wrote it in your book. I wrote it in my book and then I have like a folder in my email with podcast info and I just pulled the email up. 
Okay. Interesting. I, I don't. I know. Because I feel like if I don't get it online, it's like not real to me. Um, and I always get excited to buy a planner and I start off real gung ho. And then I just, I don't even know where my planner is right now, but I have one. <laughs> well, like my sister, she works for a big, you know, Fortune 500 company and big corporate America. And she, I mean, her calendar online is yeah. intense. Yeah. But then it's all of her, you know, it's all her work things. Yeah. And then she uses, she's a simple plan girl. So she uses the simple plan okay. and it's all the family stuff, you know, and it's not as necessarily as work heavy where mine, I use it for all the things. Cause okay. I need, I want to see my whole day hour by hour for everything that includes, because if you would have said, Hey, let's schedule our call for four o'clock. And I opened my book and I didn't have you know, the kids stuff in with the work stuff, I'd be like, Oh yeah, sure. But in reality, like there's no way four o'clock. You're right. Driving all over the place. (laughs) I know. I know. When someone tries to schedule anything between like three 30 and like basically, basically it's over three 30. It's over. Everything's done. (laughs) I will make exceptions if it's like someone in another country and like, this is, you know, time change, whatever. Totally. Um, Totally. Do you wake up in the mornings and fill out your days or do you do it? The week before, the night before, what does that look like? So Sunday's my big, Sunday's my big like strategy day. And I will write, I'll look at my month at a glance and I will then write each, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, all the days I'll write every hour, even if it's a referring thing. So like Monday, 930 teach downtown. Well, I've taught downtown 930 for, I don't know, seven years. I know that I'm doing that, but it's still on there so I can see all the things. And then I'll write all the things all the days, then I'll go ahead and plan my meals. Cause in, in the planner, there's a, there's a grocery list and a recipe every Sunday. So then I can go ahead and plan all my meals, go ahead and get my groceries and things obviously pop up and I'll add them. But Sunday's my day where I put it all in and then I'll write my to-do list from the weekend or from Friday on my Monday list. So my Monday to-do list is already done. So then I open it up Monday morning. It's already ready to go for the week. I bet that really helps with like, you know, people always talk about Sunday scaries and like that -hmm. really helps you feel like, nope, I know what I'm getting into. I know what's going on. Totally. When you say say there's a recipe, like you put a, you have a recipe in there or like for us to write down? No, we have a recipe in there. Oh, cool. For every Sunday. Every Sunday. Wow. That is really cool. Are your plans January to January or do you do, do you have the 18 month ones? We have January to January. And then the academic runs August to July. So now I have to wait till January. Dang it. Well, we can send you. <laughs> so I'm going to buy can, it. I'm getting it. I'm telling you, it's so, it's so great because it also has home organization. I'm a big, I'm a big clear bin label maker gal. And it's because I realized in my house and you have just as many people as I do, they can't read my mind on where I want them to put things. Yeah. And so I, and this was over COVID because, you know, what else I got to do besides cry? I was like, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to organize and like get it together because I just felt like I'd come out of that. Oh my gosh. All the diaper baby. Like it was so crazy. And so I started organizing one room at a time. And, and that was after, you know, the home edit, everybody was watching the home edit. I'm like, mm-hmm. I've always loved organization. And so I just did a little at a time. And that is also in the planner because I feel like when things are organized, your mind can be more clutter-free and then people can help you because they know, like 
my husband can see this is where this goes. My kids can see this is where this goes. So just put it there because it's very clear where your shoes go. It's very clear where your dinosaurs go. You know, <laughs> everybody can help. So it's not all on mom. I swear though, every time I go to Home Goods or Target, I'm like, do I need another basket? Do I need another bin? Like, I'm like buying baskets and bins just to buy them because I'm like, I'm going to find a home for these. <laughs> well, and so that's the, in the planner, it's more of a strategy. Like, pick one room, measure it out. You're not just buying, you're not just going and like picking cute baskets and then like hoping they fit somewhere. You're like, it's no, a problem. This, yeah. These specific baskets are 100 for these shelves because they fit. And they fit four across and they're going to house, you know, like bathing suits, which are not cute. So they're going to not going to be clear. And you know what I mean? Like you're very intentional about which bins and where and what size they are. Okay. This is a really boring basic question, but what time do you get up? What time do you go to bed? And what is the first thing you do in the morning and the last thing you do at night? Ooh, okay. So I go to bed 11 at the earliest. Okay. And yeah, I just, I have to catch up on all the things because I do the carpool and all the activities. Yes. A lot of people are like, I don't know why you just don't have somebody do that. I'm like, well, they're only little ones and I'm going to do it. Yeah. And I'm, yeah, I'm going to do it. And so then I got to play catch up though at night. So I'll go to bed like at the earliest 11 and normally between five and at the latest six. So how do you, do you, are you just a person that functions on six hours of sleep? Well, every now and then I'm like, okay, I'm really tired. But yeah, I mean, that's kind of how we got to roll. <laughs> I mean, because some, some people can handle it. Like some people, their bodies can handle it. Some people fall apart or like they start getting sick more and they just can't. Totally. I mean, I feel like there are days I definitely, like last night we went out for one of my girlfriend's birthdays. I'm running on fumes. Tonight I'm like, okay, yeah. I need to take my sleeping pill early and I need to get in bed earlier because about it like I'm not going to be productive if I'm a zombie. Yeah. So, but otherwise if I'm like, because I do like I work out every day. I mean, I take care of myself in all the other ways, sleep between six and seven hours, depending on the night. And I'm like, okay, maybe I'll catch yeah. up a little on the weekend every now and then. And I think seven's <laughs> legit. If I do too many days in a row of six, I'm like, I yeah, feel feeling it. it. Like my body's like, this isn't good. But seven, I feel like seven to eight is like my sweet spot for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what is the first thing you do in the morning? First thing in the morning, I mean, I, probably, I feel like everybody does that. Check my phone, just make sure there's no, <laughs> you know, because we open our studio is open at five thirty in the morning. Yeah. So the lucky thing is my husband works out at that time at bar three, and so oh, he, he goes normally, in <laughs> He works. That's nice. That's his class, but he chooses to work out. Yeah. So, um, he normally can handle at least those kind of fires. And then the last thing at night, I mean, it's terrible, but I'm on my computer. It's it's emails. I'm emailing him. Uh I'm on my computer. Mm -hmm. You don't watch a show. Oh yeah. I got a show on the background. So I'm like the worst. I have my phone, a show, the computer, blue screens everywhere. Listen, though, I like that you just say it like it is because I'm so yeah. sick of living in a world where it's like, you can't have screens right before bed. You got to do this. You got to do that. And I'm like, well, you know what? I want to fall asleep watching Suits right now. And that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. I mean, like, I love a background. Like, we have shows we watch together that I try to yeah. pay a little more attention to. And then I have shows that are like trash TV that I'm like, yeah. I'm not sitting there in the silence checking email. Like, I need something happening. Same. <laughs> okay. 
Okay, that makes me feel better too. Yeah. And I feel the same way. Shows we watch together, I pay attention. Shows we don't watch together, I'm like doing 10 other things. Multitasking all over the place. Um, All right, Lauren. What is something professionally or personally that you haven't done yet that you'd like to do? So I've done – I have one commercial real estate space, but there is – I really am – want to dive more into the commercial real estate office space. What's your first you know, I just step? feel like that's well, we've been looking. We need it more office space desperately. So where I'm sitting now is we have a conference room and an office, but we have in the last year hired a lot more people that work full time and we really and we have all these planners and all this product and I am not the most patient, so I've been trying to be patient. But uh we're looking for an office space. And then we got to figure out about our Lake Marie studio, like buying the building on divine street was such a, it was one of the best things I ever did because you pour in all this money you know, to pay rent. And you really, I wanted to be one of those business owners that had my own space and I'm pouring it into my own building. Yeah. And so I want to do some more commercial real estate. So are you working from your home right now? Or are you in a space? No, we're in a space. We just, you're in a space where there's, a lot of us and you need more space we need more space yes I want to be you when I grow up but I'm the same age as you what do I do it it sounds so fun your life sounds so fun I'll be honest like when we have meetings and we're like oh my gosh does this shade of pink (laughs) match on the tabs match this beautiful piece of art like, I'm like, we have a rad job. Like, oh, so and then cool. I'm like, let me pick what playlist I'm going to have for my class for this client's 1500s class. Like, so funny. I'm like, how does this remix sound? <laughs> like, that's, it's really cool. I love that you still teach. And that's a big part of like, you started this business, not because like, oh, I want to make all this money, which is, that's a good thing too. But like, you enjoy it. You like it. That's your passion and you still do it. I love it. I love it. And I, I've had many conversations with people that are like, well, if you just taught less, because you know, it's kind of a big chunk of time. It's an hour, but yeah, 15 minutes before, 15 minutes after when I drive to the lake, it's a 30 minute drive, but it makes me a better human. Like I working out is so much more than sweat. Like we do not, we are not calorie counters. I don't like the watch thing. I don't like the zones. Like you're doing it for your mental and physical health to be strong and feel good and longevity in life and, you know, get your heart pumping. And I, I love it. I will, I will never give it up. I feel like if you did, you'd lose sight of why you started in the first place. Totally. Totally. Um, okay. So this podcast is, is technically my podcast for parents, but I, we don't necessarily talk about all parenting on here, but I do like to ask people if they have kids do you have a trip or a place or something you've done with your family that you recommend we try? Well, we, our favorite place is Palmetto Bluff. We have a house down there and I love it because when we go there, our kids, not that we don't have TVs, but it's no screen. It's mm. outdoor. It's nature. It's seeing a baby deer on a bike ride with its mom. It's crabbing. It's, going on the boat, just being outside and exposed to nature. And, and because the lack of the screens just more connected. And so it's just made it a really special place 
to see, you know, oh, let's see our kid. We went on like a 10 mile bike ride the other day and I was like, look at y'all. Like you're amazing. And at our home here, I mean, it's like just the streets and the cars and I'm like, I'm not sure our kids would know how to ride a bike, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And so it's just, it's a really cool, magical place. Do you have a best, most recent book you've read? Adult wise? Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like a total nerd. All I read is business books. (laughs) What's your favorite business book? Or I just, well, the the one I just read is called Fiscal Feminist. And she, I have a podcast too. And she, she was one of my guests. I met her oh, nice. at one of the, you know, this women's marketing retreat and it's just really cool because numbers are not necessarily my thing. I'm more of like, okay, the marketing and all the, you know, that kind uh-huh. of stuff. And it really, it was really good because it's so many financial lessons and she just has some cool things to say about women making sure they take, be the CEO of their own financial world. I mean, that's what would scare me the most is the finance piece. Cause I'm like, I'm a big dreamer. I like all the, Same. all the fun stuff, <laughs> but like, I feel like my husband would be like, cause he actually works in finance. I feel like with this stuff, he'd be like, whoa, 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 hold on. And I'm yes. like, I just want to do, do, do. So I love that that's not your thing and it didn't stop you. Nope. You can still do it. You just have a really, I have a really good accountant. <laughs> mm, mm. Do you have a yeah. kid's book you recommend? So Honestly, so my daughter, my oldest daughter is 11 and we're going into that whole tween thing. And we have, we've been reading those American girl, like body change books and all that. And there's so many things where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad that I read this to her and not just like tried to wing it. It's so many things I would have Mm. not even thought about. And it did it in a really great way way and it opened up so much dialogue and so that's been my <laughs> that's been my favorite quote unquote kids book lately because it really it had all the things to say I love that what's your last message to leave with our audience so I'm like I said the whole girl thing like I I want us to believe that we can do and be anything and anyone we want to be and I've talked about this a lot lately because I feel like my twins they're seven and they're starting to notice like, well, how come there's no girls here? How come there's no girl Mm. president? How come there's no girl? And I feel like all those little moments can break our spirits. Even if we don't realize it at the time, I just am seeing it through a different lens as a mom. And I feel like don't settle, like don't let yourself be put in a box. Don't let someone dictate how you want your life to be led Girls are amazing. They're strong and they can do and be anything. That's, that's kind of my, my message these days. Thank you so much, Lauren. Thank you, Lindsay. Thanks for having me. All right, friends. Thanks so much for being here today. Thank you, Lauren, for coming on the podcast. Again, you can find Lauren on Instagram. She's Lauren Truslow over there. You can find me on Instagram. I am Lindsay Hine 626 and find everything we talked about at sandyboyproductions.com on this podcast, including links to sponsor discounts and all that good stuff. You can sign up for our newsletter over there too. So these show notes will just be delivered to your inbox once a week. Thanks for being here. And we will see you next week on why is everyone yelling? <laughs>